How many times have we heard make good thumbnails? How many times have we heard that a good thumbnail gets the clicks and gets the views and brings those subscribers in? We've heard the time and time again. But what makes a good thumbnail? That is exactly what we're going to unpack today on this episode of Tube Talk. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. The reality is that even the best video that's out there that doesn't get a click, well, might as well not even exist. So how do you do that? How do you get someone to click your video and watch? Well, this is where one of the most important factors comes in, that is thumbnail. So today we're chatting to Justin Evans, founder of customthumbnails.com, to get all the insight of what makes a great thumbnail. How do you get that click? Justin, welcome to Tube Talk. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. All right. We, this has been a hot topic. We've all heard about thumbnail, 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 thumbnails. But today I want to grab inside your brain, your insight, and unpack the key elements. But before we do that, who is Justin in a tweet? Well, I'm a full-time YouTuber. I'm a content creator. As you said, founder of customthumbnails.com. Uh, in a nutshell or in a tweet, that's who I am. Okay, so tell us about a, your channel. You're a content creator yourself? Yeah, you know, let's go way back. In 2010, my wife and I started a channel uh, that we did every day for three years. And I got nowhere. I got absolutely <laughs> ouch, nowhere. Ouch. Um, I'm going to add to the ouch. About six months into that three-year journey, we started a second daily channel. So we did two videos a day um, for just over three years and went nowhere. It wasn't until I realized the importance of custom thumbnails that I turned my YouTube hobby into a career. And I've been full-time for about five years now. Okay, so double ouch back at the beginning, then, <laughs> then a light bulb moment hit that it was all about your thumbnails. Uh, tell us quickly your cha your channel. What what is the, the channel? The one we started in two thousand ten was called Our Little Planet. We were just doing daily car vlogs and uh, just comedy stuff. And the one we started once the light bulb went off was called Epic Toy Channel. Uh, we're almost at two million subscribers. We have over one billion. I emphasize that B one billion views. And uh, it's going well. It's fun. We, we average anywhere from 20 to 30 million views a month right now. And it's a whole lot of fun. But it, for us, success came when we realized your metadata and thumbnails are everything. Uh, yeah, it's that tipping point. It's when, when that light bulb moment hits and then you realize, wait, if I just focus on this thing, it actually makes a difference. Well, yeah. yes, it does. <laughs> All right, so, so thumbnails is something that a lot of us creators really, really struggle with. Um, I was telling you before we went live here that I just don't think creatively. I am a technical person. I do tech stuff on my YouTube channel. When it comes to thumbnails, I really, really struggle. So what I want to do is 
understand because of your vast experience from your personal channel, but then of course, with customthumbnails.com, you're obviously dealing with a lot of creators. Man, we need some tips. We need some insight. What's going what makes a killer thumbnail? I've broken it down into five practical tips that can kind of span all categories, right? And the important thing I need to say before we get into the list is there is not a one size fits all answer here. If there was, you'd go to YouTube and all <laughs> thumbnails would look exactly the same. But if you go to the trending list in any category, there are uh, unique elements that work for um, content creators across the, across the spectrum. So while these are practical, actionable tips, um, you will definitely find exceptions to the rule for sure. Um, and as we consider huh? these tips, we need to realize we are literally, and I get chills just thinking about this, we are literally competing for eyeballs and not just in our um, specific category on YouTube, because I think oftentimes I zero in on who my quote unquote competition is, even though they're not competition, we just kind of synergize with each other. But we're, we're in competition with folks on Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. People can watch content anywhere right? And so we need to think of ourselves as in direct competition with folks, not just on YouTube, but on all platforms. My videos are not on HBO Max or Netflix or Disney Plus, but if I'm not providing attractive content, not just in my video, but my thumbnails, people are going to lose interest mm -hmm. and go to one of the other platforms. And we don't want that. Attention, 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 grabbing that attention, keeping them engaged and keeping them coming back for more essentially exactly and technology is in a place now where we can compete with the big studios or quote-unquote big youtubers with our cell phone i have a video has 145 million views i shot it on my iphone whoa whoa whoa, whoa. okay hold on hold on hold on everybody take just 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 repeat that one more time, because if I have to tell people that you don't need a $4,000 camera, again, I might actually vomit a little <laughs> bit more. So just repeat what you just said. <laughs> I love it. I have a video with 145 million views that I shot with my cell phone. Okay, now th 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 thank you. Uh, I, by the the way, th this wasn't prompted, by the way. No, I just want for, for the record, let the record state. <laughs> well, that and the thumbnail photo was taken with my cell phone. And uh, mm. the cool thing about my iPhone is I can put it underwater. So we recently did a video where something was above the pool and then went down into the pool. And I was able to seamlessly get a shot inside and then outside of the pool. It was amazing. So iPhone, that's where it's at. I just bought a, a nice camera. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't have been able to afford that nice camera had I not just taken the cell phone out of my pocket and made, you know, started making content with it. I'm pretty happy to end the conversation right here, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I suspect people do want to know a little bit more about thumbnails. So maybe we should dive into those, those insights. But I love it. I think that's the whole point is that if you're a creator, use what you have. It's not about getting the best gear. It's not about being able to afford to hire a studio and 17 actors. It's not about that. It's about using what you have, you know, as Bear Grylls used to say, you know, adapt, improvise, overcome. So you have a phone in your pocket, which by the way, it probably has amazing quality because those cameras keep getting updated versus yep. a camera that you bought four years ago that just simply doesn't. 
So your camera quality is amazing. If you want to invest in something, invest in audio, because that is yeah. where people really, really suffer. I, I want to bring it back to thumbnails, because I mean, we can go on and on about gear. You shot a thumbnail with your phone. I, before we get into your tips, and I promise we're going to get there. <laughs> do you pre-plan your thumbnails? Or do you kind of go, okay, well, I've shot my video, let me screen grab something which makes sense? My most successful uh, thumbnails are pre-planned. Uh, I'm struggling with one for a video that's coming out later this week where I did not pre-plan the video. Mm -hmm. Or excuse me, I did not pre-plan the thumbnail. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a heck of a time uh, sorting it out. So uh, can I, I recommend a, a service called customthumbnails.com? Great. Th they great might service. be able to. No. <laughs> great service. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So pre-planning pre -planning is key. It's, it's key. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and that leads me to, to tip number one is always make sure your thumbnails include unique and original images. What I mean by that is I discourage people from going into a couple things. One, I discourage people from reusing images um, time and time again in their thumbnails. What I mean is someone will have a nice headshot and they'll want to use that same headshot in all their thumbnails or many of their thumbnails and as like a main element of the mm -hmm. thumbnail and just change the background color and some text. The reason in my eyes, this is an issue and you're gonna find exceptions to the rule, I know, you know, on YouTube. <laughs> but the reason this is an issue is your videos and you being the content creator, your videos are all unique from each other, right? You're not repeating the content of the video. So your thumbnails need to represent that. The intro to your video is your thumbnail. And if they see your thumbnail and say, wow, 60% of what I'm looking at right now is the same as all of this other content that this uh, creator has, they're going to think instinctively that 60% of your video is the same as the other videos, right? You One wouldn't give a video editor content for a new video and say, hey, um, you know, 60% of the content that I'm giving you today is the same as what you did for me last week, but I want you to edit it up real nice and make it watchable. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I would avoid bulk shooting photos. People do this and many people do it successfully, but some, sometimes people will wear a certain outfit and take a bunch of photos of themselves with different positions and then hope the graphic designer can find a suitable image in that, you know, right. uh, file of photos. But there needs to be forethought. We need to think about what images to pull from, why we're pulling that image, um, create the whole thing before we create the thing in our minds or on paper before we shoot the video. Um, you know, and just really important to have unique and original images for each for each video. So what I encourage people to do is once they shoot a video, grab the cell phone out, take a couple photos. If, if a selfie won't work, have someone around you, take a photo of you posing. Your outfit will match, depending on the type of video right. you make, your outfit will match uh, the thumbnail versus, you know, the, the video and everything will be congruent. Okay, so, so ju just to be clear here, we're saying that 
if you're gonna you're in the middle of doing your video shoot you're just shot one particular scene maybe you're moving to another location or you're doing a talking head video so you're in your studio or you're in the kitchen because it's an overhead shot you're on you're on site you're ready to do this this is the opportunity to take multiple shots maybe different position pointing different way happy face smiley face crying face angry face pointing left pointing right you can take you're saying it's okay to take a bulk of series of shots there but what you're discouraging is going to a green screen and taking seven shots and getting heading it over to someone to say okay well use one of them exactly okay because and by the way i i completely agree with that because what people need to realize is when somebody sees a thumbnail they make a snap instant decisions of whether to watch this or not if they see you pointing to the left and it's the same 12 images that they've seen you do before they might think oh i've already seen this one when it's recommended to them but if it's unique and original they're going to say oh hold on this is new more opportunity for you to get that click Okay, so I'm with you. Unique and original images are a must. I'm actually writing this down so I can have all these in the show notes so you guys can simply go and read them and grab them. What's next? Research the competition. What are the other people in your category doing? Oftentimes as a newer YouTuber, um, we, we think that our thumbnails don't need to be the same quality as the big dogs in our category right. because we're not there yet, but we have to act like we have to look like not copy, not, not, I'm not saying we need to copy these people. What I'm saying is we need to have the same level of professionalism in our designs uh, as the big dogs. No one's going to give you permission to be successful on YouTube. You have to assume the success, mm-hmm. walk the walk, talk the talk, and have your content appear as though you are ready for success to be laid upon you. Um, and success is not a, obviously not a destination, it's a journey, but we need to make sure our thumbnails are as crisp and clean as the competition. And in looking at the competition, and I, I say competition in air quotes, of course, because you, truly it, it's not competition. There are people in our category who are helping us show up in their related videos. They're showing up in our related videos, vice versa. Um, it's real synergistic, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what are they doing right in their thumbnails? What are they doing wrong in their thumbnails? Their most viewed videos. Take a look at their thumbnails and their metadata. Why are those videos so popular? What is it about the colors in the thumbnail, the um, metadata connected to the video? Research the competition, air quotes, is key in my opinion. Okay, so I just want to pick up on a couple of points in that. When we're talking about competition, and it is air quotes, and the reason for that is YouTube knows that a viewer doesn't watch one video about one topic, and then they leave and go make a buying decision. We're going to watch three, four, five videos about a specific item, especially if we're about to spend some money on it. If we, that's why the tech community kind of refers videos to and from each other, because we're all reviewing the same item. That's why when you're cooking a specific recipe, not one recipe shows up, three or four recipes shows up so you can find the best one for you. So what Justin is saying is competition is about working together towards the same goal. So they're going to watch maybe one of their videos and then your videos might come up next. 
But if your thumbnail looks like a very amateurish and somebody has just watched a very big creators, they most likely don't have an inclination to click on that particular thumbnails because you just don't look the part. Remember, this is about that instant reaction that people have. They, they don't know you yet. You could be an amazing creator, but they're making a decision based on what they see. So if your thumbnail versus the competition isn't up to snuff, up to standards, well, they're going to look at the next one that is. And then you just lost out on a wonderful view. Then the second tip, which Justin kind of threw in there and walked all over it and kind of as if he didn't say it, was go find the people that you love. Go find your competition, so to speak. Click the video tabs. Sort by most popular and spend time studying the top videos. It's there for the taking. Understand, do they use blue, green, or yellow? Are they standing on the left or on the right? How much text do they have on that screen? Are they giving away the entire plot of their video in their thumbnail or just teasing it out? Understand all of that because those elements that worked for that creator, there is no reason why it shouldn't work for you. Did I leave anything out or are you, have we covered this enough about the competition? You nailed it. Okay. I spoke about limiting text and text on a thumbnail. You're pretty passionate about this particular point. Tell yeah. me about text all over a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that uh, there are times where text on a thumbnail is absolutely important. Um, for example, um, Sarah Beth Yoga. Fantastic mm. yoga channel. Her thumbnails have uh, on the top left, I think, uh, says how long that yoga session is. And then there's a yoga pose. And then there will be a line of text that usually one word, sometimes two words that explain what pose or what um, yoga uh, position, position uh, that video is about. Uh, that's important. You need that both those elements, the time and the definition of what the video is about in that thumbnail, very important. Um, there are other times where let's say someone is reviewing a toy and they take a photo of a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to say Pokemon right. with an arrow at the Pokemon. You know that it's a Pokemon by looking at it. Um, so if as a general rule of thumb, I would limit to under three words, uh, three or under words if possible. Because, and this is where it takes brain power and brain juice, and you might get a migraine as you try to think about this and figure it out, but your photo needs to represent what you want the, the user to click on. Your, your photo, your graphic design needs to represent um, a question that you're going to answer in the video, which will require them to click. Your photo and the graphic design work of your thumbnail need to be so intriguing that they don't have a choice. They mm. have to click <laughs> on your thumbnail uh, to figure out what is going on. Mr. Beast is a master at this. I think that's what it's all about. If you have to have text, limit it. Try to have the photo speak for itself. Yeah, I love that. I think that the real estate of a thumbnail is such a small space, especially when you're thinking of watching it on a phone. Now, what I've seen a lot of creators do is try to tell the entire story in a thumbnail with text and then yeah. repeat the same text as the title. Yeah. What's yeah. the point, 
right? Yeah. Techs need to augment. So maybe you have a, I don't know, a new toy in, in your hand that you're holding up. And maybe the question there, maybe there's one, one bit of text that says confused question mark. Exactly. Now you go, well, what, what is this? And then you read the title. And then together, the title and the thumbnail in unison will give someone enough information to decide if they must click on that video. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. I think people are overkilling this text all over the thumbnail, and it's just too much. We want simple, we want to be teased to understand what's in this video enough not to give away the entire plot of this video, and then I want to click. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so we've got unique and original images. We have researched the competition. We have limiting the text that's on the screen. Where do we go from here? What's next? Branding. Um, if it's a logo somewhere on your your thumbnail, if it's, uh, I, I've noticed Mr. Beast, I don't, he doesn't use a logo necessarily, but he does have um, the same font that he uses in all of his thumbnails and signature um, saturation that he does in his thumbnails, uh, signature facial expressions that you'll see. Um, so branding isn't always necessarily a logo. Sometimes it's just certain colors that you use. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an outline, maybe it's a signature um, font, whatever it might be. Something that when people see your thumbnails, they say, oh, yep, I know this channel. Um, but, but I would also say, don't be afraid to experiment outside of that. And if you decide that the green outline around your thumbnail isn't working for you anymore and you want to move to yellow, I don't think you need to go back and change all your past thumbnails. Just pick up and move forward. Okay. So I'm glad you, you left it with the experiment because I suppose, you know, you have an idea or a vision in your head. And by the time you saw it live on YouTube, uh, you kind of cringe a bit and go, no, that did not come out as planned. But you tried. And then you know that your audience reacted or didn't react to that. What are your feelings about swapping out thumbnails? Should I'm people do asked. that? I'm glad you asked. Two of the videos on uh, two of my top 10 videos, when I uploaded them, they were dead. Nothing happened. And I had over a million subscribers. The videos just flopped. And I was surprised. A number of months later, I changed the thumbnail, forgot about the videos entirely, and was surprised six or so months later when both those videos were on my top 10. Wow. So wow. if you have a video that is underperforming and you've given it time, I personally would change the thumbnail, definitely. Okay, um, but when you say give it time, we've seen people swap out their thumbnails Instantly, I think the biggest mistake YouTube did was give us live CTR reading because we were <laughs> just people are just forever swapping out videos and thumbnails and you just don't know what works and what didn't work because the data comes in at different increments. How long should somebody wait before saying, you know what, let's try something new? That's a really good question. I and there's no hard oh. and fast and rule, right? Obviously, you kind of Every channel is going to be different. You need to know your own stats to make that decision. Uh, yeah, I recently had a video that I published and I got maybe 10% of the views that I normally would on the first day. Right. It's a lot. So I did something I never do. And I pulled the video, redid the thumbnail, redid the metadata and republished it the next day. 
and it seemed to work for me. Now, the tricky thing here is sometimes YouTube glitches. Yeah. Sometimes, and you'll get reports. Um, I'm sure you've seen them over the years. They'll say, hey, um, you know, February 1st to, to March 2nd, the data we reported was incorrect. Yeah. Here's Whoopsie. the correct data, <laughs> right? So I would give it time. What's the time? Okay. I don't know. Typically 30 days. Oh, right. As long as Let that. it breathe. Let it okay. breathe. See what happens. Okay. Interesting. That, that's, that's a great perspective because a lot of us look at this. And again, big disclaimer, as always with all of these things, is you have to know your channel. Yeah. And what works on the one channel might not necessarily work on another. I've noticed on my personal channel, my tech channel, is that I see that something didn't have a good enough click-through rate within the first 12 hours or 24 hours, then I would swap it out. But I don't look at a good CTR against everybody else. I don't care what somebody else gets. I look at my average CTR over the last 90 days. And if it performs way below my own personal CTR, then it's a good indicator. Look, this isn't going to go anywhere. Let's try it. So again, that's my personal view on this. I've worked with a channel where they panic when they go down to below, and I'm not even kidding, below 60% CTR. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not seeing anywhere near those numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they panic when they go below 60%. So if it's not against you versus their channel, because otherwise all of us will be forever swapping out our, our thumbnails. It's about you versus you. How can you get better, better, and better at your own thumbnails before deciding, look, it's, this isn't working, it's time to swap it out. And this is on new videos. As Justin says, you may have an old video that's just not doing anything. It's sitting there getting a couple of views. It's dead in inverted commas. Try it. Swap out the thumbnail, stick a brand new thumbnail, maybe even give it a couple of days, spice up the title now, see what that will do for you and those videos. And then finally, if something is working, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, if it's getting views and it's getting recommended and it's getting comments, you're not going to get it even better by making changes or you might make it worse. Leave it alone if it's dead then try it but if it's working step away all right as we head out into the final round around the final corner what is zoom out what does that mean this is the most important thing on the list but it's <laughs> it's actually so basic and so easy and even a child can do it uh zoom out when you get a thumbnail if from a service or one you create yourself make it really, really, really small <laughs> and look at it okay. and maybe just, just zoom out, like have it appear very small, smaller than it would ever appear on YouTube and show it to trusted people and ask them if they see what's going on. If they understand the message of the thumbnail, if they can read the text, if you have a paragraph of text on your thumbnail, <laughs> you read it, right? Um, can they tell what your facial expression is? Make it really small and study it. I do it with all my thumbnails and I make important decisions on the thumbnails based on me looking at it really small. And my click-through rate generally, and, and to your point on the previous one, the reason you can't compare click-through rate is on my kid's channel, my click-through rate is anywhere from on a good video, 15 to 22%, mm -hmm. but my CPM, 
uh, is much smaller, much less than non-kids channels due to COPPA mm -hmm. and just the nature of kids videos. So no need to compete, you know, with others on C, uh, on click through rate, click uh, just with yourself, but zoom out. Yeah. Look at your thumbnail really small. <laughs> oh, and it is obvious because we've, a lot of our viewers are on mobile. So if everything looks amazing on a 38 inch curved screen, great, but people are going to be watching it on a tiny screen on a tiny phone whilst they're doing other things. So make sure that it pops, make sure that people can understand what the messaging is. What is this video about? And is it compelling? I love that idea, by the way, that I'm just showing a couple of people saying, Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, like, would you click on this? Hey, what, is, what do you think this video is about? If they can answer that question and they nail it, well, you've pretty much then nailed your thumbnail. How, how do you, what are your feelings about asking your community, like on social media saying, Hey, thumbnail A or thumbnail B, which one do you guys like better? I like the idea, but it also, but I also hate the idea <laughs> The it depends okay. who's giving you the advice, right? There's certain people I would definitely take financial investment advice from and other people I know I shouldn't. So uh, I, would, I would ask, consider everyone's opinion, but really take to heart those who- Where, where it's coming from. Yes. Okay. Makes yes. sense. Yes, definitely. Um, that's everything. Okay. So just a quick recap. Uh, unique and original images so that people see your images and they go, wow, what's going on? And they don't think to themselves for even one second that, hey, I probably have seen this video before. So right. none of the stock photography, you posing and copy, paste, copy, paste. Don't do that. Research the competition, understand what's working for them, because if it's working for them, there's a good chance it will work for you. Pretend like you are one of those big YouTubers. There's no reason why you can't be featured at the same level that they are if you're making good enough content. But if their thumbnails are amazing and yours are amateurish, well, the algorithm will reflect that, but people will reflect that with their clicks or I suppose the lack of their clicks. Then limiting your text, make sure it doesn't, you're not writing a Harry Potter novel on your thumbnail. You've only got a, a little bit of a limited space. Use that space for your branding. Make sure people know that this comes from you and then make it really, really small so people understand what is going on in that thumbnail because it's so nice and clean it instantly sends the message and all of this together results in clicks have i got it is it all right have we nailed it you know i i think we did i think we nailed it you know oftentimes we get in this youtube bubble where we're just and i mentioned this earlier but youtube bubble where we're just thinking youtube 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 but there's no reason our thumbnails and our videos shouldn't be as i call them Netflix ready. And what do I mean by that? I'm in a number of Facebook groups for content creators. And I often see people post questions like, hey, what does it take to be a big YouTuber? Or hey, what does it take to get more subscribers? Hey, what does it take to get more views? And let's take YouTube out of the equation and think about Netflix. We all have Netflix accounts or we borrow them from our friends, right? Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, right. <laughs> what does it take to have a hit show on Netflix? great content and great thumbnails. That's all it is. Now we can use great tools like vidIQ to help us on YouTube uh, find better metadata and find trends and all the great things that we can use vidIQ for. Uh, but outside of that, it comes down to great thumbnails and great content. And there's no cheat code for that. 
There's no cheat code, right? <laughs> you just have to show up, create great content, and uh, let your viewers do the rest. Love it, love it, love it. And in fact, Netflix is so bullish about their thumbnails because if you think about Netflix, what do you see when you when you log in? You see a thumbnail, and you right. see lots of thumbnails. And why something's going to get a click versus something else is because of that thumbnail that attracted you to it. They do so many A-B tests, which means that they put one thumbnail in front of a group of people, and then they put a different thumbnail in front of a group of people, and they kind of get the reactions. And in fact, if you see the same movie shown in the US and the same movie shown in the UK, it will have a different thumbnail because oh, wow. they understand that that audience reacts differently. And in fact, if you do a quick Google search about Netflix thumbnails, there's an entire paper written about how they keep on changing their thumbnails and why. Very worth studying because YouTube is Netflix at the end of the day. Lots yeah. of thumbnails, lots of opportunities. You want to be ranked out there. Do the industry best practices. Okay, so as we wrap up at towards the end, I've mentioned custom thumbnails at the beginning. Tell me about custom thumbnails. What's the URL? Where can people get more information? And what does custom thumbnails actually do? Well, you know, a number of years ago when we realized that our thumbnails were killing it, I wanted to help beautify YouTube with gorgeous thumbnails. And I had developed a team to help create my own thumbnails. And I created this service. And actually, um, Tim Schmoyer was the first customer. I've uh, oh, been wow. for years. And I said, hey, Tim, I have this idea. And I'd like to make some thumbnails for you. And so we made thumbnails for him for a few months. And then I released it to the public. And it's been fantastic. I wanted to make ordering a thumbnail as easy as ordering something on Uber Eats or DoorDash. Right? Ooh. I wanted you to be able to just log in, give us some images, type a little description if you would like, and out comes a thumbnail 24 to 48 hours later. I wanted to make it easy because Though thumbnails are the most important thing, in my opinion, no one starts a channel because they love making thumbnails. <laughs> True story. True story. True story. So I wanted to make it fun, easy. I wanted to create great customer service so people keep showing up. So that's what we've created with customthumbnails.com. You, you sign up for a plan. You submit assets and context for any thumbnail you want made. And we create a beautiful thumbnail. We don't count revisions. So if you want us to redo it a bunch of times, we're happy to. Um, if I was telling you before we, we went live, um, you know, if, if, you have, if you're in the system and six months down the road, you're like, man, that video isn't performing the way I think it should. You just log into your account, tell us what you want changed and we'll do it for you. Uh, there are no contracts, right? So we want to just really, really take care of people and make sure they're really happy. Uh, and create raving fans with each um, channel that we work with. And that's what it's about for us. Just making great thumbnails for great content creators. Well, this is music to so many people's ears because so <laughs> many people hate making thumbnails. And I understand it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. And a designer can instantly knock, knock something out, which would take you seven hours. They can instantly see the vision and just get something ready that is actually awesome and you can go in and comment make your revision changes together you kind of bring it home and now you have this professional thumbnail as good as any on the web where can people find this custom thumbnails.com i'm assuming that's it custom thumbnails.com 
all of this will be in the show notes so you guys can go and check this out Justin, thank you very much. A pleasure chatting. Uh, thank you for sharing all this information. I think you've helped a lot of people. So thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Fantastic. And for the rest of you guys still hanging out here, don't forget to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast application. Share this episode with at least one other creator who's tearing their hair out, trying to work out what their next thumbnail should be so that they can get inspired and really make good thumbnails and get those views. Let's help each other out. We're one happy creator family. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Tube Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.